0: Hi Hazlitt. how's it going? It's great. How are you?
1: My head hurts, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this is Oranges and Peaches podcast from Lawrence Public Library, and uh, what do we do,
0: Ruby? What? What do we do? What's our job? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, so we both work in the Information Services Department, and that means that we work at the Ask Desk, um, which is what it sounds like. It's a desk where you can come up and ask us anything. And so this podcast is looking at some of the questions that we get at the Ask Desk, how we answer them, and how you can dig in and ask us more stuff or do your own research. So yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Perfect. And uh, we want to make sure everyone, you know, no matter what episode you start on, you're like, oh yeah, oranges and peaches. I get it. I'm in the club. So um, Ruby, how about like a super short a uh,
0: summary not super short yet but like a slightly yeah we're gonna shorten it down redundant. until everyone's learned what why we name this thing oranges and peaches yeah until we can
1: just say like I don't yeah. know like one word and <laughs> yeah you'll get
0: it um okay oranges and peaches is a misremembered book title that a kid is trying to find and obviously can't because the book title's wrong um But it's actually Origin of Species, and uh, the kid needs it for, like, a project in their science class. And so the librarian, through what's called a reference interview, which is— Which is what we do. Which is what we We do, and that means asking a bunch of questions Mm -hmm. and having a conversation. um, The librarian finds out what book the kid actually needs and gets it to them. Um, So, yeah, it's a little library school joke. Mm -hmm. And now you're all in the club. And you're in the club. You mm-hmm. get it.
1: Okay. So, um starting off with some updates. Mm-hmm. Um okay, the most important update is that we are very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we did not mean to prank anybody. Uh, we were wrong t- about the van naming. <laughs> so dramatic. Uh, timeline. <laughs> yes.
0: We asked you guys to um come up with a name for our library outreach van last episode but because of when these are getting released um the that is closed uh, yeah it probably yeah it closed always, like the day after we said it yeah
1: what it, yeah it was just abrupt and I know that someone out there probably had a better name or a slightly but you know maybe an equivalent name to LP Gogo, and now we'll never know yeah so i mean you could
0: still tell us yeah you, you could send you could still it send won't it in name. but like, sorry yeah, 100%, it's, it's, <laughs> we'll time our updates better <laughs> um,
1: okay um okay uh, some more updates uh one more very important update uh, is that i got some chickens from ruby's dad mm-hmm. and they're <laughs> doing good uh yeah yeah <laughs> yay chickens Okay, another very important update is that in our nonfiction collection, where we keep all of our books mm-hmm. and where you go to find your nonfiction books, our coworker Becky has been very uh, industriously moving them. Yes. <laughs> From shelf to shelf. <laughs>
0: so. Okay, that sounds <laughs> kind of random, but. One of the things <laughs> we have to do um, is, depending on how many books are on the shelf, uh, we have to shift them around so that. You guys, our patrons, um, are not trying to browse shelves that are just jam packed full of books or having to crawl in the ground to look at the bottom mm-hmm. shelf. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we it's like an organic thing that we mm-hmm. have to manage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, it is like organic. Kind of like a beautiful river.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the the t- Shore changes sometimes. Yes. And that's what. So Becky's like managing the shore right now. Yeah. I love that. that makes that really cute. That's Yeah. Aww, Becky's like, like our peaceful. little river master. Yeah, Or river keeper. That's what it is. Yeah. Sort of.
0: Thanks, Becky. Thanks, Becky. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so some books are in slightly different locations, which probably won't bother anybody except for us.
0: Yeah. Or, you know. <laughs> we'll notice. Even.
1: Yeah. Be noticeable to anybody. But. Okay. So one one more update. That's actually. I say actually. That's. Slightly more important. They're all important. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's about social service office hours. And Ruby, do you want to share about those?
0: Yeah. So our um, community resource specialist, Erin, who's awesome. um, That's her full name. Erin is awesome. Um, She has started up social service office hours, um, which takes place, uh, let's see, every day, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to noon. In study room five, which is, like, in the library atrium, um, any staff member is happy to
1: yeah, it's me- like point it out. Yeah, it's, like, kind of by the teen zone. Yeah. It's in the heart of the
0: library. Yes. And um, a different agency each week is uh, has a representative in there um, to talk to you about their services. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they can even, like, connect you with services, like, at, right when you walk in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, all kinds of great stuff in the community, and we're we're trying to serve as a a nice convenient drop-in spot for people to learn about what's out there cuz mm-hmm. there's a lot.
1: Yeah. So Yeah, so
0: it's like every day, it's like the first and third Oh my gosh. The schedule is a little wild. Hard to describe. It, yeah, so like one agency will be there two times a month. Yeah. So like the first and the third week, the second and the fourth week of like yeah, like the Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. So we have a little yeah. printed out um schedules. Right. So it's a little easier to keep track. But
1: and there's all yeah. kinds of good stuff. Like there's someone who's helping I guess I shouldn't say things that I'm not a hundred percent certain of on the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, there's a very complicated things that people can help you navigate.
0: In yeah, yeah. Like anything from, you know, SNAP applications, mm-hmm. like healthcare questions, mm-hmm. um, Medicaid, yeah and Medicare. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. pet pet care questions and mm-hmm. Humane society has been here so yeah it's it's mm-hmm. really nice yeah so drop into those
1: and if you tune in next episode you might get to hear from a very special relevant guest yes aaron or- is awesome
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we'll see that, hopefully yeah okay uh All right. is that
0: it? do you have any other I, no i think that that concludes pretty, the update portion solid.
1: yeah um okay Well, then it's time for the question. Yeah. So
0: hit it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, my name is Lauren Fox. Where can I find books about Lawrence in the Lawrence
1: library? That's the question I asked the help desk recently.
0: I was looking for books about Lawrence because I live in the city and was hoping to learn more about the history. Um, Things such as
1: you know, why are the streets named after states? And um, what's the order? I know the order is significant. I'm also looking for information about John Brown, Lawrence Massacre, um, and anything about Lawrence neighborhoods. So I was just looking for general information about Lawrence. And it turns out there is a section in the Lawrence Library um, dedicated to Lawrence history. All right. (laughs) Let me know if you need anything else. Thanks.
0: All right. This question is so good. It, like, when Hazlitt sent this to me, I was like, did you put this patron up to this. Ooh. Well <laughs> like, I did. Because it's so perfect. I, I chased her down. <laughs> well yeah. I mean that's how it's gotta go
1: sometimes. But yeah. I mean and it's really straightforward. Like it's it seems deceptively simple, I think, mm-hmm. on the face of it. Cause all Lauren asked us at the desk was like, hey, where are the Lawrence books? Mm-hmm. But there's so many like that just opens a lot of wormholes. And mm-hmm. like that's like what I mean that's what I get really excited about at our job. So it's like, oh, this is perfect. Now, if we we focus (laughs) on this question, we can talk about so many things that are related to local history. Yeah. So, yeah. So, first, I think we wanted to tackle just some of the specific things that Lauren asks about in that question, which she was going to research herself. Mm -hmm. But these are the sorts of things that you can uncover in our very special collection
0: of (laughs) Lauren's books. So, just about the first aspect of the question, like, where are... Books about Lawrence mm-hmm. in the library. Um, so there, there are two different places um, in our nonfiction collection upstairs. Those are all books that you can check out. Um, and so that call number is <laughs> nine seven eight point one six five. Okay, which is so exciting because so, okay. As a library school
1: student, I think I learned this and I hadn't quite clicked for me before. So maybe I said call number and Hazlitt's eyes
0: it's like lit up. <laughs> she just got this like intense stare.
1: Well, so because maybe some people won't quite like they'll be like, oh, yeah, subject kind of corresponds to number, but don't quite know how. But mm-hmm. it's so and of course, Dewey is not the most awesome. Like he didn't do it great. We could do it better. But um, so like 978. Oh, my God. I actually don't know what. But 978 is, like, some <laughs> aspect of history because 900s are, like, the history section. Mm-hmm. And then 978 is probably, like, Midwest. Oh, God. I don't know. I
0: All I know is 978.1 is, is Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. So maybe 978. Oh, I haven't... I,
1: I don't know. Anyway, but, <laughs> but like the further you go, like the more numbers you get, the more specialized the subject becomes. Yeah. So like you could get a tattoo if you were a librarian working in a Lawrence library and you love local history of 978165.
0: That'd and- be like Lawrence history. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so that's a, <laughs> that's a spot where you can find books about Lawrence history um, mm-hmm. if you want to check them out and take them home. But we also have the Ozma room downstairs that is our local history room. And you can't check that stuff out, but you can, you know, like scan it or take notes or whatever. But um, that room is filled with, uh, I wrote down books, duh, Um, maps, videos, school yearbooks, phone directories, Mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, like mortuary yeah. records, yes. if you're doing genealogical resource or, oh my gosh, research
1: in this place, yeah, then you can find resources for that there. Yeah. And I, and the way I think about it is like the circulating nonfiction stuff about Lawrence, that's more like secondary materials in general. So it's like people who have already gone through all the primary source material, like, like some stuff that we have in the Osma room and have like, you know, uh, like, written a history of Lawrence for you to consume Mm -hmm. versus a lot of stuff in the local history room is, like, yeah, like, the mortuary records, which I am digitizing and, yeah, are not on their own, like, a super cohesive story. Right. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. So, yeah, a couple spots you can visit, um, and I think we're going to revisit that, but I wanted to dig into one of the questions that Lauren brought up um, and that, I like Hazlitt and I both grew up in Lawrence and we have heard versions of an explanation for this question for so long. Mm -hmm. So that's the one that jumped out at me. And I was like, I am, I need to learn what Mm -hmm. this is finally. Um, and that is our street names. And anyone who has grown up here has, I'm sure heard some kind of explanation. Um, Mm -hmm. but people who visit are like, why is the main street downtown called Massachusetts? That makes no sense. Um, so there, it's kind of a complicated, like, yeah. rationale for why they got named the way they did. But um, I'm just going to dive in. Can I dive in? Yeah. Do Wait, can I
1: just say? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, when I was a kid, my parents were always like, oh, well, it's the order that the states were admitted to the union, but then some of them are really funky. And that's all I ever— new and just mm-hmm. it's one of those things I just accepted in my brain like not knowing if it was true or just <laughs> something my parents like we're like yeah but it's kind of fun I think to be a kid in a place and then to grow up and be interested in the history in a way that's like not um I don't know that's more rigorous mm-hmm. because then you start to like deconstruct not only um I don't know, like not only kind of common myths about a place, but things that really like you incorporated into your understanding of yourself as a child. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's just a different like level of mythos there. So I'm really excited to hear what you found about like (laughs) the real rationale.
0: So uh, your parents were not wrong. Okay. It does have to do with the kind of the order (laughs) that states join the union. But because Lawrence was one of the only towns in the U.S. that was specifically founded for political reasons. So it was founded by a group called the New England Emigrant Aid Society in 1854. um, And they wanted to found a town in Kansas that would help push the state to, like— be a free state, um, and so I don't know exactly like the the order of things, but basically they showed up and started naming streets and like did a layout for the town, which like that could be its own like entire book and yeah. podcast. Um, but anyway, they did want to name the streets in order of joining the union. But they did not want to name any streets after slave states. They were like, no, you don't, we're not doing that. And so they skipped a few in the order. Um, And then at some point, as you get slightly farther west, they were like, okay, we're just going to, we're going to go in order now, which is why you have like Alabama street. Yeah. But uh they didn't include all of them they just kind of lost the narrative after a bit right yeah. as the town kept developing um and so there are some streets or some states that don't have street names in lawrence or they're like out of order so it's like someone had an idea they thought would be cool and then they just sort of
1: yeah lost and then they couldn't the go on I wonder if in, like, 1854 or when, like, if they were naming the streets in the 1850s, if there was any sense that, like, oh, the South, like, might not be a part of, you know, the United States forever. Right, right. So maybe it doesn't make sense to include these states, not just because we hate slavery, but also because,
0: like,
1: it might not be our country. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. We're not historians. They, um apparently, there is a newspaper article where... Uh, they like lay out their rationale for naming the streets that they've named so far, um, so that I ran out of time, so I didn't actually find it. But um, the other thing they did was that we did not used to have numbered streets in the downtown area, and at some point in like 1913, they, the city decided to change the street names into numbers to make downtown easier to navigate. Mm. Um, Nice. And I, initially I was like, why is that hard to navigate? It doesn't make sense. And then um, I was imagining telling someone that the library is on Vermont between Winthrop and Henry streets (laughs) and trying to like comprehend how many blocks away that is, you know, that obviously numbered streets just make stuff easier. And like, yeah, I Um,
1: wonder how other, cities were developing at that time because of course like big cities just have a grid you know and so it's easy to figure out like, right you know like New York's just like grid so maybe we're just trying to it was probably just expanding a lot at that time right yeah so they're like okay, yeah we got to make this easier. yeah
0: people are getting too confused
1: but that's why that's why uh, Henry's the coffee shop is yes. called Henry's yeah. so there you go that's like a little piece of trivia but also doesn't it just make you feel like you belong to a place and a time yeah. and you're
0: like a person <laughs> I, I mean this very sincerely I so. was very excited to learn that as a child um, because we lived we didn't live on Henry Street or 8th um, but we lived like on a block that intersected with it and uh, my younger brother's name is Henry uh, and so we were nice. just like so excited that we live near Henry Street nice um, so yeah it just like yeah. connects you hmm That's what I, yeah.
1: Maybe this is the moment for my big theory. Yes, I haven't gotten to
0: hear this, so. It's not that big,
1: you know, whatever. <laughs> but it's just, like, I think, especially um, being a librarian, it really lends itself to being, like, a site-specific and, like, a site-specific profession. You know, like, all the sort of, like, details of a place or, like, the history, not, like, not just the sort of historical details, but even the things that are, like – Um. You know, just the pieces of like casual conversation that you have with patrons or the things that are like, where do I go for a good X, like Mm -hmm. a good burger? Where do I go to like, you know, find a notary maybe if we weren't all notaries or like, um, I don't know, like do some sort of arcane specific thing. Like those are the questions that... When we are, like, doing our job really well, we can answer. Mm -hmm. And I think the way that you, like, build up all that knowledge and, like, that just, like, well of information in yourself is by being really tied to a specific place. So I think, like, a librarian, like, a sort of, like, I don't know, like, a hometown librarian or, like, a really, like, like I don't know the phrase exactly, but a really local librarian is, like, kind of the greatest (laughs) thing ever. That's my (laughs) aspiration, maybe. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I think about uh, the few people who reached out during the pandemic um, and were like, you know, over email when the building was closed and were like, I, I just moved here. I don't know mm-hmm. anything about this town. You know, where, like you said, like where's the best place to, you know, get food from or mm-hmm. what grocery store is the good one or whatever. Right. Just these things that you learn when you have like really put down some roots somewhere or you've grown up somewhere
1: and it's kind of like any local but it's hard like I don't know just
0: like grab someone on the street I mean you probably could in Kansas because they'd 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 be be like yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) or like yeah you could go into a store anywhere but I don't know there's just something about like increasing mobility which is more complicated than just like it's not just increasing among everybody but Mm -hmm. you know there's like globalization <laughs> and, um, I don't know. And sort of the loss of some sort of local knowledge in that way.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah. I also think like, that. it's not to say that you have, if you want to be a librarian or like an effective librarian, you have to like mm-hmm. stay in the spot where you right. grew up, right. Yeah. But more like tying yourself in, into the community and like building those, those networks. Mm-hmm. Cause there, there are plenty of things that I've learned from working at the library and like learn from patrons um that even growing up in lawrence like mm-hmm. i i had no idea about so right
1: yeah yeah i definitely don't think Yeah, to be like a good librarian it just adds like a layer like it like it adds some richness i think to reference interviews sometimes especially mm-hmm. about local history questions or just yeah it adds like you know there's like some increased nuance that you can bring to reference interviews i think if sometimes i can't i mean i i don't know yeah. yeah. No, I like that. I like the, <laughs> I like the rootedness of it. That's nice. This is like my, yeah, this is, uh, it's just like burbling in my brain. <laughs> so how do we get here though?
0: Why did I, <laughs> why I start this? Um, we talked about street names. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. yeah, definitely worth digging into. If you're curious, there are a lot of, um, it's kind of like back and forth, uh, the street names
1: uh-huh. Uh huh. And it's fun to look at old maps and be like, "Oh yes. yeah, there's Henry." Like to fi- to orient yourself in like the old maps of Lawrence, like that are all of downtown because yeah, like, downtown and East Lawrence and old West Lawrence, are, like all that exist and a lot of maps. Yeah. So, okay. So that was one of Lauren's questions. Yeah, and that then, was the one that I ended up digging into. Right. Because the other ones about like Bleeding Kansas and about John Brown, it's like, oh, and the Lawrence Massacre. Yeah. It's like. So, yeah, so many books. Right. Every book we have. Yeah. Is, I've mentions
0: that in some way. <laughs> every book.
1: <laughs> so, every book in the library. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. But, okay. So going back to the sort of broad mm-hmm. resources yeah. and just kind of like, where do I learn about Lawrence stuff or Kansas stuff? Mm-hmm. Um. So we mentioned the Room, which we'll go into a little bit more. Um, but we also, of course, have some databases on our website, which we'll link to in our show notes. Um, and I picked out a couple.
1: Yeah, I think those are good ones. Okay.
0: Uh, so Hazlitt was just talking about maps. <laughs> we have the Sanborn maps. Yeah. Um, the, we don't have every single one of these years but they span 1867 to 1970 so it's mm-hmm. like a pretty pretty big chunk of time mm-hmm. um and they are you look like I'm that. just say wondering something. like do you remember <laughs> do you remember what why they were made do you um i don't i want to say it's like tracking development in the town it's like for some industry but or
1: like some a utility or something made them in order to like track
0: yeah properties but I honestly don't remember so they're super cool yeah they are cool there's like a there's one that's kind of an index that's like shows the the Mm -hmm. broad view and then there are a bunch of other sort of pages but they're Mm -hmm. all accessible online um and it's not just Lawrence you can pick from Kansas or Missouri and you can pick from just like tons and tons of Right. cities and towns. And I think
1: they have them for I mean I don't know about most states, but we just have a subscription yeah. to Kansas and Missouri. Yeah. So if you're like listening to this in oh my god like Minnesota or something, <laughs> yeah,
0: you ask can. your library. That's our whole message uh-huh. It's just like find your Especially library. Especially today. And ask
1: them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like plat maps. I mean, we don't really link to plat maps mm-hmm. on our website or like I don't do a lot of research with plat maps, but they're kind of similar in a, in the sense of like here's a way to figure out how, like, the land that maybe your house is on was, like, developed yeah. and divided and, yeah.
0: They, when I first discovered them, I was like, oh, this is this is nice. This is kind of cute to, mm-hmm. like, look at what was on the blocks. Um, but there have been so many times where I'm researching something and it helps so mm-hmm. much to be able to pull up the Sandmore map because they, they also often tell you what thing was there like it's not Mm -hmm. just yeah the blocks they're labeling like what business especially was on that block um so yeah that's really cool one time okay the best
1: thing I've ever done with the standard maps was one time we had an erif question about um what's the footprint of the county courthouse or like the the courthouse in Lawrence and I was like what the heck how do I figure (laughs) this out and I use the Sanborn map because they have the dimensions of the building. And Whoa. I'm not sure. <laughs> like, I emailed my calculations to the person. Uh-huh. And the patron never told me if, it, you know, if it was what they needed or not. Oh, okay. So I don't know if it was, like, exactly right. But I felt
0: very smart. That is smart. super cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know they had the dimensions of buildings. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. check out the Sanborn maps. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have... Kansas memory, which has just a bajillion things on there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very cool. You can like search by county. Um, you can just pull up images. Like they're just, there's mm-hmm. so much stuff and it's really a nice way to kind of interact with it. Um, especially if you're just kind of browsing for like mm-hmm. weird random stuff.
1: Yeah. Or you can just search by topic. Yeah. Yeah. And that actually links us out to, a. um, our outer circle of resources. Can I talk about it now, Ruby? Yes. We're not very... We'll, we'll, we'll like uh, we'll loop back. Yeah. 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 So so the reason I bring up so okay, so here's us in the middle, right? We're the librarian in the middle of <laughs> yes. the circle of resources, and then <laughs> and then the next layer is like what what we have like the print resources we have in the library mm-hmm. and the electronic resources actually that we can access. Right. Ourselves. There's like stuff
0: coming from us. Yeah.
1: Well. Yeah.
0: Or we're linking to.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, I didn't think out the circle of resources before I began. <laughs> but and then the outer layer is like um yeah, resources that are not like based in Douglas County mm-hmm. or resources that are yeah, outside resources. Yeah. Okay, whatever. I'll 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 refine this for next episode. <laughs> but okay. So um so we of course have local history resources in the library. That's that's the next layer. Yeah. But then the very outside layer is All of the other organizations that you can go to if you want to do like genealogical resource research or or research into local history, um, besides us. So, Kansas Memory is a database that is created by the Kansas State Historical Society in Topeka, Um, and so that is like the granddaddy, right, of historical societies (laughs) in Kansas, like. Each county in Kansas and in like most counties in the U.S. will also have a historical society or a genealogical society. But um, then there will be like a state historical society that kind of unites, oh, unites all of the, mm-hmm. all of the, I don't know, all the stuff, like hold stuff. Right. It's like yeah. the more general archives. Um, yeah. So historical society, that's a place that you can go. Yes. Genealogical society. Um, Also research libraries right like here in Lawrence we have the Spencer Research Library that has a Kansas collection that's another place to go for Mm -hmm. local history and usually there will be a research library attached to like a state university in your state so that would be the place to go look for like often like a very well developed and like well maintained um, local historical collection and often like more than that right often like historical collections of other scopes too. Um yeah. Okay. And then the last one, the only other thing I want to say on the outside of the of the um what I call it? The resource circle. Yes, yeah, <laughs> are um people. And like people, of course, aren't resources, like they're people and they should be treated as people and not just like sources of information. But um often like there are folks in your town who have lived there for a really long time and will want to share with you. Um, if, you know, if you have a question about local history or about something that happened that they might have been alive for, like, often people will want to talk about their experiences. Yeah. Um, this happens all the time at the library. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which actually circles back we super go. well uh, to yeah. uh, another resource that we, I say we, that Hazlitt is pretty involved with, which is Digital Douglas County History. Mm-hmm. Um, that is where the stuff that we have that we're digitizing um, goes, gets held. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a couple uh, collections of oral histories, mm-hmm. one of which like just got finalized. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a bunch of oral histories from folks that lived or their parents lived in La Yarda, which was a predominantly Mexican American neighborhood in East Lawrence, um, that was destroyed by a flood in 1951. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just this really amazing, like direct resource. Um, mm-hmm. just hearing from people who grew up in that neighborhood and like about what their lives were and are like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so yeah, I love oral histories. They're so cool. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, it's so yeah, I mean, can you imagine like if you live in East Lawrence now, like listening to those oral histories yeah. in your house or something? It's just like, like I just can't. I'm like, just like lost for words about how yeah. amazing it is to feel that connection across time.
0: Like, yeah, yeah,
1: so, so beautiful.
0: Yeah, so yeah, you can you can listen to all of those. Um, that's that's another link that we'll add. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely worth it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. I mean, the kind of the point, as I understand it, of digital Douglas County history, which is history.lplks.org, just like a very cute little link. Yeah. But anyway, the, like the point of it, as I understand it, is that it's like hyper local history and like really um, like sort of what do we call that? Like. Not I mean, it's like informal history, right? It's like really history on the individual level, yeah, so I mean we had we have we have an ongoing campaign maybe called you are local history mm-hmm. um where like you are really invited to contribute like things from your own life or like sort of you know, quote unquote artifacts from your family in lawrence to um this digital database and so we would digitize it which would mean maybe taking a picture of it or scanning it or you know some other way like creating a digital file of it so that it could be uploaded into this database that other people could see
0: but it's really cool because you yeah you can keep your stuff you don't have to like donate it or anything yeah It's, it's just yeah
1: but it's really yeah it's like a it's like a collaborative approach to making history versus like, oh, I read this, you know, even these books that we're going to share in a minute about, um, you know, Lawrence history, like these all have single authors or, you know, mm-hmm. two authors. And so they're really the vision of like one, one person right? <laughs> versus a, a project, you know, it's kind of the beauty of the internet and the horror of the internet, <laughs> that, like, it's, it's all collaborative it's and it can everybody. be much more like everyone's got a hand in the pot. Yeah. Yeah. But I love, I just so love that for
0: for local history mm-hmm. and like it's just I don't know it's very sweet mm-hmm.
1: and it does have stewards so it's not exactly like a Facebook commenting part yeah
0: yeah it's a it's a collaborative process mm-hmm. like if you have something that you know you feel is really important to you and your life and as that relates to Lawrence history like right. we it, can we yeah. can work on that together and it'll be
1: maintained yeah. yeah yes okay and then you put newspaper archive with little heart <laughs>
0: Because <laughs> I I know that we have talked just so much about newspaper we archive, it. but um, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good, and uh, it's the best. Honestly, yeah. And for <laughs> Lawrence history, like as I was looking up, um, you know, stuff about the street names, I was able to find the like city commission. Mm-hmm. Um, what like the proposal to like change mm. the street names to like numbered streets and there was like a little bit of commentary on like you know how would this work and like North Lawrence numbered streets are gonna <laughs> run the opposite way and they they did it anyway yeah. um but yeah it's just like it's so cool you're just instantly there yeah. like at that moment that people were deciding stuff so Mm -hmm. yeah
1: okay wait to yank us back away from (laughs) back to digital douglas county history because they're kind of opposite poles because i mean not totally but because digital douglas county history is also about like um that history is in the making right now Mm -hmm. right that like we are like every moment is history and blah 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 so i mean there are a lot of pieces of Lawrence history that like stretch back, right? Like have roots in Lawrence's founding and in the year, you know, the many things that have happened since then, but then are also still super relevant to um, what's happening today.
0: So. um, Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about like, we're talking about street names Mm -hmm. um, and the campaign to rename the Pinckney neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know, uh, we'll link to that long Mm-hmm. Kind of debate that's still ongoing. But I think it's decided, right? They oh, because oh, they they changed the did they drop they're
1: taking out the C Drop the
0: C. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. There were two pinkneys One one was bad and one was <laughs> one was a slaveholder, so and one bad. was an abolitionist, I think. Which is just wild that they're both a pinkney But anyway, <laughs> so they dropped the C for the mm-hmm. the evil guy and they changed it. <laughs> To the to yeah. the good guy, so yeah, yeah but and just that is like yeah. that goes back to the original street naming, right? Yeah, and then stretches on to now. Um, yeah. There's some debate over, you know, whether the abolitionist founders of the city intended to name a street after right a slave owner, uh, right? And this it's the same with about that. Douglas
1: County. Actually, did you hear about this? Mm-hmm. That so our county's Douglas, which you know, if you're in Lawrence and uh, Stephen A. Douglas, I think, is who our county was named after. I forget. I'm sorry, all of our listeners. I forget <laughs> his deal, but there's um, some talk about changing the Douglas to add an S so it would be named after Frederick Douglas Ooh, instead, because I think Stephen cool. A. Douglas is probably associated with slavery in some fashion, uh-huh. and, you know, Frederick Douglas is, of course, like
0: a uh, very good. Sum so. <laughs> it up. Very good. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but that Like, Mm -hmm. as it was saying, like, we're, we are still making Mm -hmm. history and, you know, I can see in some amount of decades, like, someone looking up on, you know, the newspaper archive of the future, uh, the debate around changing the pinkney Pinkney neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, I don't know, it's just, it's very cool.
1: Yeah, it is cool. And it's, like, also, uh
0: fraught. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> <No one laughs> silence. Yeah. I mean, it, I think, uh, when we're digging into any, any history, but when Hazlitt was talking about, you know, growing up, growing up in Lawrence, I think that there are s- particular narratives around like, you know, we were the good guys, mm-hmm. like that kind of Thing. Um, and when you're digging into some of the mm-hmm. darker sides of the history in, you know, in our town, in our downtown area, like mm-hmm. it, it can be hard to reconcile the kind of attachment and love you have for a place with, you know, also mm-hmm. an, unearthing some, some tragic, terrible moments and you have to just kind of hold Hold those two things. And I I don't know, I think it's so important to have these resources where you can do that research. But yeah, sometimes you Mm -hmm. you hit like a a live wire and it's it's very painful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's a great like um, microcosm
1: kind of for. Mm -hmm like, some of the discussions around racial, racial justice that have been happening. Like, because there is, yeah, this sense of moral righteousness in Lawrence. Yes. Which is not totally undeserved. I don't know. Like, of course, it's really good to have been an abolitionist <laughs> city in the 1860s, yeah. you know, 1850s. Um, but, yeah, that doesn't mean that, like, white supremacy, I, I guess we should, yeah. This is this- all, it's a whole thing.
0: But, yes, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, nothing so, is is wholly one thing, right. I guess. Yeah,
1: that's totally it. Yeah, and no right. one person is. Yeah, wholly one thing. It's
0: just yeah. very. It's complicated and messy, and it is fascinating mm-hmm. and so just so cool and worth. Yeah, worth following all these threads, and it like gives you like it. It makes you less
1: sad, you know, to like. Feel like you are connected to the place where you live and the mm-hmm. history of the
0: place where you live. You know, it like gives you purpose. Gives yeah. me purpose. Me. Yeah, like <laughs> I I like feeling like a a cool detective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm like hunting down all these clues and like making little notes and yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it's very exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's like gratifying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, we kind of hid hid them from each other, but our uh, our task that we gave ourselves yeah. before this episode was to pull some interesting stuff from the Ozma room. Um, oh, I actually which, didn't
1: pull from the Ozma room. Sorry. Oh, I just pulled from oh, the circulating ooh, collection. Oh, that's kind
0: of cool though. Some of these are in
1: the Ozma room too okay. though. So.
0: so I pulled from the Ozma room. Hazlitt pulled from the collection upstairs. Yes. <laughs> um, Cool. Okay. So the collection upstairs is better, Uh like, or easier to navigate. Mm-hmm. Um those maroon kind of can right be a little intimidating and just like piles of right. stuff. <laughs> and there's some more classification stuff to nerd out about if yeah. you want to
1: hear it. So right like in really specialized collections often they won't use Dewey because like like I was saying, right, once Okay, so in Dewey, it's supposed to contain like the whole spectrum of human knowledge, Mm -hmm. which is
0: (laughs) really hard on
1: the one hand. But then if you get into a really specific subject, like maybe like a women's library, um, women's stuff is supposed to be only like, I forget, like 305 something mm-hmm. and so if in the women's library for the classification system like the numbers you use on the books if you stick to dewey and only have 305 then like every it's like book all the same whole number <laughs> right it's like how would you organize it how would you find anything yeah so in in our local history room it's like that because i think everything is just like i mean there's some stuff across you know, like hun- the hundreds, but a lot of stuff is just 978165 mm-hmm. and it'd be useful if we could like create a special classification system for Lawrence. That was, oh, that'd you be know, so cute. like, here, like John Brown's number is going to be
0: right two or something. Yeah, because right now it yeah, it's yeah. a lot. I mean, the nice thing is that you can search it in our catalog, right. our digital catalog. Right. So and it's a small collection. Yeah, it's not the end of the world, but, but it would be kind of cool Just from.
1: Yeah 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 like from
0: a ideal <laughs> yeah from ideal. a browsing standpoint mm-hmm. it, it's a little difficult yeah okay um do you want to go first You sure. want to share your circulating collection
1: I guess yeah picks. Okay. I've got to say I don't have a lot of favorites so I but I always notice some that look interesting mm-hmm. so I just picked them off off, off the shelf and okay go for it maybe this will inspire me to read them? I don't know. <laughs> There's so many other sources, like we've been saying, yeah. local history information. So it's like a book is actually not the first place I would turn like for myself or for research. But anyway, so um, the first things I picked up were two like epistolary novels, basically. They're not novels, but they're just collections of letters, which I find very cute. And it reminds me of David Sedaris, who like, mm-hmm. <laughs> holds a special place in my heart. Um, okay, the first one is called Postmarked. Uh, Bleeding Kansas, Letters from the Birthplace of the Civil War. And this is like the second edition, I think, of these letters that, mm-hmm. that was published. Or, sec- yeah, was published. And it was put together by Lawrence's own Chad Lawhorn, which oh is very sweet. Um, and it's like, so it's like, I think a, a young man who came to Lawrence from Massachusetts in like the 18, oh my gosh, let's see. Yeah, the 1850s, 1854, it looks like, Whoa. to be a student, perhaps, like, I'm sorry, something like that, because he keeps asking, like, he keeps sending letters to his parents. Most of these are letters to his parents, oh. where he's like, hey, I need some more money, please, oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> which is just so classic. Like, wow, so familiar. Yeah, like
0: the narrative that's of so Lawrence cute. I being love it. young and Lawrence. Yeah, please send more <laughs> so, money.
1: But it's just just great. You know, it's all kinds of like historical details about um, like what it was like to live in Lawrence in the 1850s from, I mean, kind of like a frontier perspective, like a sort of settling, settler perspective. And then also he lived through Bleeding Kansas. So there's all kinds of stuff in here about like carrying his gun around and like how only, oh yeah, he asked his parents for a gun a couple of times, I think, (laughs) just like you know, it's very slice of life. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's like... fascinating. And so then, so then the um, counterpoint to that is this other like epistolary. Oh, an epistolary means letters. Like an epistolary mm-hmm. novel is one that um, it's just like letters that are sent back and forth. Cool. Or it's like in the form of letters. So the other, um, and these aren't novels. I'm sorry if I'm <laughs> confusing you. <mind, laughs> so, these, so these epistolary books, the counterpoint to that is Boogarama. Do
0: you know about Boogarama. I I remember seeing it come through. I mean, I know who yeah. Boog is. Yeah, I think this was published pretty pretty recently. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I think I came twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. on our new shelf. Yeah, yeah. This totally. Yeah, I remember th- this being a thing last year. But yeah, it's all just letters that Boog wrote to like his buds from like
0: I love that. From, like the
1: nineteen eighties onwards. So like, here's a page called the Gentle Anarchist. And then it says, "What is money?" 1987. And then at the bottom of the page, in big letters,
0: it's like, <laughs> "What is money?" What is money? It's just,
1: yeah, just very cute. I don't know. I was reading we'll, some we'll little link
0: to yeah books. Too, yeah, so we you definitely guys can will.
1: Out. It's just like very cute little snippets, and I don't know. But so Boog is a state rep. Yeah, a state representative mm-hmm. for like East Lawrence neighborhood, basically, mm-hmm. and some other pieces of Lawrence, I think. Um and so it's just very like, someone will definitely read this in a hundred years, and be like, yeah, oh. like
0: very extremely notable mm-hmm. Lawrence slash Kansas person, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not, yeah,
1: this is like an excellent historical artifact. Yeah, that we witness the publication. Yeah, of. so very and cool. it's it's just yeah, and it's like a joy to read, just like cute little slice of life stuff from <laughs> prominent Lawrenceian. Yeah. So okay. Yay. That's. What, do you want me to talk about
0: my last one or you yeah. want to go? Okay.
1: You don't want to go first?
0: No, do do your Finish stack nine. and then I'll do mine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so the other one
1: that I picked, um, I feel like it's so popular and people look at it all the time. So you probably already know it. I don't know.
0: The cover looks vaguely familiar, but I don't know if I've dug into okay. it at all. It's so
1: cool. So... Like, get ready. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we have two circulating copies and
1: one copy in my room, actually. Nice. So, um, Okay, so it's the Pictorial History of Lawrence <gasps> oh! from, uh, from David Derry, who lives in Oklahoma, I read in the book. Oh. So I'm not sure. He, like, he wrote an informal history of Lawrence, Kansas in the 80s, I hmm. think. And then while he was doing that research, he found all these pictures. And he was like, oh, okay, so I've got to do a pictorial, yeah, pictorial history as well cool so this came out in like 92 or something um and it's just like I mean it's great you know like doesn't everyone love to look at historical photographs of the place they live doesn't everyone love that yeah everyone does right like that's just a common human experience right and so oh yeah so there's like a bunch of pictures of Liberty Hall nice you know prominent location in in Ruby's life (laughs) um I don't know yeah just like all you know anything you can imagine from like literally like the 1800s on there's like illustrations yeah. right for when there wasn't really photography <laughs> <laughs> and then there's photographs of all kinds of old buildings in downtown lawrence and like the homes that are archeological or oh my gosh no architecturally interesting right um yeah that's oh, so cool everyone and so you could like get this book and then just walk around lawrence and like open it up and
0: just like compare the
1: block compare that yeah, you're on. yeah. It's like a spot the difference picture, yeah. Um, and like we had we had thought about talking about the 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 boulder that's in that park in like Robinson yeah. Park next to the river. So there's like a picture in here of the Statesmen who like took the boulder in the first place, where mm-hmm. they're like holding onto it, like look at us, we got this boulder. Yeah, at like
0: the commemoration We'd of it, stolen probably. a sacred artifact right. and put it in a park. Right. Yeah. yeah so we'll link to that in like, show notes Do yeah. you don't want to just like drop some <laughs> yeah some, like, <laughs> some local some, some tea yeah yeah
1: anyway it's just so yeah super cool you can I look at that. it i guess later but okay i will yeah okay. <laughs> and like yeah and it was crowdsourced actually so it was like oh, cool it was like before the internet right so people would just yeah. drop off their photos at oh. watkins i think I and then they'd that. make a copy isn't
0: that so cute that's awesome
1: yeah, did we say Watkins yet? I think I didn't mention Watkins no, in my thing. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Because we Douglas- will
0: also link to Watkins, but yeah, right. they're a they're a partner in digital Douglas County history. They are,
1: and they're the home of the Douglas County Historical Society. I think that's why I forgot them. Mm. But yeah, so they're so like, uh,
0: wait, what did it?
1: Yeah, so like local history museums—that's another source. Yes, to go to in the outer tier of the circle of resources. Yeah,
0: Watkins is awesome. Yeah. All right. That's true. Oh, my room picks. my first one and my most favorite is called embattled Lawrence conflict and community. Um, it came out of a KU class in, I want to say the like late nineties, um, where they like collected all these essays, um, about Lawrence, Lawrence history and Lawrence, uh, current times, <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence present. um, yeah so it's a collection of essays um cool. that are kind of like they they have like them divided into uh which part of which century oh cool oh my god um about conflict about like high like there yeah there are some conflicts there are some like very celebratory things um uh Dr. Dan Wildcat from Haskell has um, uh, an essay called Haskell Indian Nations University, the story of a contested terrain, which is super, super good. Um, And then there's stuff like, uh, I'm trying to find the exact title, but uh, they talk about like re or like development of downtown and people in like old West Lawrence freaking out because they didn't want a mall to be built, which I guess like there was a mall that was going to be built. Oh my gosh. And then I learned that the, the bank like across from the pool, like across eighth from the pool Uh um, used to be like some houses, like that residential neighborhood continued over. And then they like, it was like, yeah, it was like a big thing that they like raised these houses. Um, And then, you know, how, like the half of the train park that has the basketball court mm-hmm. um that kind of like attaches to the pool, how that's like a huge dip. Yeah. That was like a huge ravine yeah. that kind of like cut off Old West Lawrence from downtown. Mm. And so they like partially filled it in. Makes but it sense. still floods. All it the floods time. all the time. <laughs> anyway, just like weird, weird stuff. Cool. Um but it continues, you know, into like the twenty-first century. Um which is really fun and gossipy yeah. and like yes. interesting. So I heard some rumor that they were going to do like an updated version of it. And cool. I hope they do. Yeah. They should talk about the wetlands. Yeah. Do they not in there? Like um, it not include that part? They have. Like, I feel like the mall was like fairly recent, right? Let's see. Oh, yes. Yeah, they do. Yeah. The South Lawrence traffic way controversy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just stuff like that, that, you know, is, I don't know. I love yeah. It. It's very cool. <laughs> I, yeah it's really gossipy I love it um and then the other one is whoa is like half fun and half like it looks really so old really rough um uh. so this is the lawrence social survey that was done in 1917 and it is the most nosy thing ever made um it's like it seems to be kind of a a census of Lawrence, but like an extremely invasive one um so they're like uh men receiving under twelve dollars a week in wages, and then they like count how many men are receiving Ooh. yeah, and like what their wages um like what how many people have one you know certain type of job hmm. um. Like the, uh, like how many, uh, manufacturers or like distributors of, of milk had an illegal amount of bacteria in oh, the milk. Oh yeah. And <laughs> like, it's, and it's like Lawrence was probably so small in 1917. Yeah. That it's like yeah. They made, just walked made, around and just like,
1: like freaking. And like people reading that people. were like, oh
0: God, no. Yeah. Or like how many kids did everyone have? And that is divided by whether you're white or not. Oh. Um, so yeah, there there's yeah. some like kind of just icky yeah. um invasive it's, stuff in here. And over um, 100 years old, right? Like yeah. 1917. Yeah. Um but yeah. yeah, it's just it's a fascinating um yeah. amount of information about the town at that time. And yeah, there's some stuff in there where you're like
1: And it's really old. Did you measure
0: the height of every child in town? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, I feel like you do love this book. I love it so I talk about it <laughs> all, the time. all the time. Deaths from tuberculosis, age distribution, just like crazy stuff. And isn't it so, so
1: fun? Yeah. Like, so that's in the local history room. So you could just come into the library, go downstairs to the local history room, which is also the Ozma room. I don't know if we made that yeah, clear. Yeah, it's the same that's place. That's name of it. And, <laughs> and you could just touch that book and it's over 100 years old. Yeah. Like, doesn't that make you feel it's, like you know
0: yeah a piece of history you're like a piece of living history yeah it's crazy (laughs) yeah okay Okay, so I have two more that are just okay okay um so this one has an incredible font it's like a gold stamp oh yeah lettering oh common injurious insects of Kansas and they did it basically being like we're losing too many crops to pests and but they have illustrations of the bugs and like Ooh. what they do in their various stages of life. Cool. Um, and then they have truly horrifying recommendations for controlling pests that involve, like, um, let's see, it's like, uh, I don't know, spray arsenic okay. powder oh. all over your oh crops. God. That will kill the bugs. Oh, God. And somehow we think it won't kill us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just kind of, yeah.
1: Uh, let's I didn't see. know if it was gonna be that kind of gruesome or some kind of gruesome that was like
0: I thought it was gonna be like but or yeah yeah um, let's see this is from 1892 whoa yeah and so. she's touching it like no I don't think that I think it's a not like, the binding, reprint yeah. from the 50s or those, something so it's still old I mean those pages are like really old they are oh yeah. and
1: do you know okay I want to say this while we uh, are on the podcast mm-hmm. that um So print material is actually much more durable than like digital material because digital material is considered really fragile because of how rapidly formats change and how things get corrupted and they can't be recovered. Like if you have something on a floppy disk Mm -hmm.
0: right now, you're not not getting it back.
1: Yeah. Whereas a a book, like, of course it can burn. It could be in a flood. (laughs) Right. There's all kinds of ways it could be destroyed, but it's actually considered much more um, stable. Interesting. Just uh, for the record.
0: Just wash your hands An and don't, like, little... get Cheeto dust on here right. or something. Right, and don't touch things that you're not <laughs> supposed to touch. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my last one, um, we were talking about tattoos. I really want a tattoo from the, the beginning Ooh, of this. oh my god! So gosh. it's a 1965 dictionary, basically, of Kansas livestock brands. So, like, the Ooh. the branding that people would use on their um, livestock. Wow. And so... Um, The front of the book, which I'll just like include a picture of, is like location for brands. Um, And then it's just two little cows looking at each other and they don't have any brands yet. Um, But it lists like every single like farmer or rancher that, I mean, that they interviewed, I guess, um, in the state and has like a directory of them. And then it's like every single brand, like what the brand looked like. And some of them are, you know, just, like, initials. And then other ones are, like... Artistic. Kind of, yeah, kind of wild. Like, little bells or, like, just, like, funky symbols. Um Whoa. And it's, it's fascinating to me the way that the person who... Or the people that made this book, like, alphabetized the brands. Because some of them, oh. you know, you can see some, like, kind of G going into kind of H-ish yeah. looking ones. But, like, in the middle of the H... There's yeah. just something that looks like a mountain.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm like, I I mean. That's. Okay. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I don't. How do you arrive at that? I so, don't know.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's like Greek too. Yeah. It's
0: fascinating. Anyway. Cool. So
1: just weird. I love weird that stuff too. That we, yeah. It's like, it's like this little representation of how important livestock were in Kansas at the time and still are. But right, like This book would have been.
0: Right? extremely useful yeah. if you had like lost a cow or right. something or and that they like yeah. produce that whole because that's a thick book yeah like that's not a little book that's yeah it's like book. very solidly bound yeah um but yeah i mean yeah. It, it's like funny and cute now but i mean it would have been right just like i'm not a rancher maybe it's still useful right <laughs> but i mean we have the internet now, they
1: probably but. have like tags you know I yeah think like brand, yeah they probably have like or, like microchips, microchips. things yeah. yeah have you ever seen a cow get branded
0: no, I saw it one time. It made me so sad.
1: Yeah, it like, yeah, it was wild. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. I think. Uh, Learn about local history. Ask did. us questions. Um. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for listening. Okay.
1: So now we have the best part of the show, which is where we share what we are reading. Uh. You want to go first for me?
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're so. You set me up. <laughs> I am reading nothing um <laughs> because I have had my little brothers staying with us for the past month and I love them so much um but they wanted to watch a lot of movies so I've I have seen many a marvel movie and read zero pages of printed material <laughs> so there you go I'm on a reading break
1: yeah it's yeah everyone it's fine. needs a reading break yeah yeah um what are you reading <laughs> yeah i'm so last time i said i was reading i think number two in the nk Jemison mm-hmm. stone uh i don't obelisk gate series mm, i don't know what familiar. it's called yeah now i'm reading number three and i'm also reading like 20 pages at night before i just like because the chickens are occupying a lot of energy for me <laughs> they're not quite like a little brother but yeah you know, it's the same energy I yeah think. yes for sure so no, I don't. know. Yeah. <laughs> but they're really good. I still, I still am enjoying this series very much. Everyone should read it. Hi. It's called. Uh,
0: uh, what's the <laughs> first one called? Uh, this so... is where you're like, we'll link to, we'll link to it. Okay, when we figure it out.
1: I don't even know which one I'm reading. Yeah,
0: we'll link to it. Look, it's a late Monday afternoon Probably right city. now. Yeah, Hazlet's fading. Okay. I think we did it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, everybody.
1: Yeah. Send us your questions. Yes, please. Come to the Ask Desk and t- say hello. Mm-hmm. And next time we're going to have a new, very special guest, probably. So look forward to that. Yeah. Maybe you'll hear it like in three seconds.
0: You know, maybe it'll just. Right. Maybe you're just binging these just episodes binging. Like a couple months from now. So, yeah. Yay. Weird. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye. 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 <laughs>
1: Tune in next month for another episode of Oranges and Peaches. Find the show notes on lplks.org, and don't forget to subscribe. And please rate or comment. You'll help others find the podcast. Our info librarians are Hazlitt Henderson and Ruby McKinnon Love, with theme music and editing by Joel Bonner. This has been a production of the Lawrence Public Library.